Welcome to another episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, brought to you by the American Business Council. Uh, the Business Exchange is a bi-weekly program where business executives and um, industry experts um, share insights on how business works, and they also share the, some deep dive perspective into the biggest stories uh, that, that's happening in, the, in their space. So today, our discussion will focus on the copyright bill and its implication on Nigeria's uh, entertainment industry. I believe this is the first time we're really um, doing anything around, you know, focusing on a specific bill. But this is really because of the role uh, the bill will play in a very critical sector of the of, of, of the country. The, the entertainment sector has been identified as one of the sectors driving the growth of the, the Nigerian economy. And even at the time when um, we're rebasing the country's GDP. This was actually one of the issues identified, this area that the, the, the entertainment sector is really critical um, to the growth of the Nigerian economy. So uh, also in the GDP report of Q1 2021 published by the uh, Nigerian Bureau of Statistics, uh, motion pictures, sound recording and music production um, under the information and communication sector grew by 22 one percent in Q1 2021, and 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 when you compare that to 0.33 uh, percent in Q1 of 2020, you can imagine you know the growth that we have experienced, and perhaps this is just uh, what we're able to capture. The Copyright Act of 1988 has been criticised as being obsolete with poor sanctions and enforcement provisions remuneration um, provisions for creators that are not even in line with modern realities, among other issues. And the Copyright Bill, which repeals the extent legislation, has been presented to the Federal Executive Council for consideration and approval. This is just like uh, a background, you know, of, of, of the whole Copyright Bill story. So this today's episode would learn how the Copyright Bill can contribute to the growth of the country or, or maybe otherwise, um, and specifically to the entertainment industry in Nigeria. To join us, follow us on the at ABC Council underscore NG on Instagram and on LinkedIn, American Business Council Nigeria. I use the hashtag, hashtag the ABC Business, ABC Business Exchange to continue conversation. So I'm, I'm trying to get used to this new hashtag, right? So, um, and also I have two very interesting very dynamic um, young ladies in the room uh, joining me today uh, to have this discussion. Isioma Idigbe and Chinwe Ohanele. I'll just share a bit of who they are and then we'll um, get them to also introduce uh, themselves briefly and also introduce the, 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 the focus um, of our discussion today. Isioma is a senior associate, almost a senior advocate of Nigeria. Senior Associate at Punuka Attorneys and Solicitors who heads the media, entertainment and intellectual property law practice. She is the secretary of the thematic working group developing a medium to long-term economic plan for the um, creative, cultural, hospitality and tourism industries in Nigeria for the Ministry of Budget and National Planning. She is also the secretary of the Music Publishers Association of Nigeria um, through which she championed policy, a lot of policy reforms in the music industry. Now, Chinwe, Chinwe is a licensed attorney in California um, and in New York and New Jersey as well. 
Um, she was um, an executive producer of the 2018 Unicorn um, African Conference, the author of the um, Content Biz uh, newsletter with about 10,000 monthly readers and runs an intellectual property and business law firm or Hanili law firm in the US. I believe that we also are paths crossed at some point when we had the Unicorn project or we had um, gathered a lot of stakeholders in the room to discuss the potentials of the creative industry in the, the game and the cartoon. And I mean, I still remember that because some of the figures that we're looking at are the potentials of Nigeria, um, you know, leveraging just a, a, a tiny piece of the pie is still humongous and I still think that there is a lot of opportunity in that area. Anyway, let's go back to the conversation today. Hi, Isiomanchi, we welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me and uh, it's it's a pleasure to have this conversation. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Hello, okay. everybody. Um, hello again. So before we go into details of the discussion, I would like you to share with our listening audience the history of the copyright bill and the issues that um, eventually brought it to birth. Uh, Isima, can you shoot? Well, the the copyright bill has been in the works since I believe the first version of the, of the copyright bill was put out in 2015 and um, five years later today we are looking at um, the bill finally being placed um, before the um, the House of Assembly um, for for it to be passed um, and to replace the current Copyright Act. So it's a, it's a long time coming, and I believe before the bill in 2015, there were a lot of conversations and um, discussions and consultations with um, stakeholders in um, intellectual property industries. Um, regarding the need for uh, an update of our Copyright Act, which, you know, the act that we have now um, really hasn't been changed since, I believe, 2004 was the last adjustment to our copyright laws. So, you know, it's been a long time coming um, and, you know, a lot of us are positive that between this year or next year, we'll finally have an updated, um, you know, updated copyright laws with the passing of the current copyright bill that has been transmitted to uh, the House of Assembly. Uh, how long do you think? How soon do you think it would it would um, it would come? Because you know, I know how these things run. You start off, you know, you're very hopeful. It's gone past the second, third stage. Where, where are we right now? Right now, there's a bit of confusion because there's one bill that was moved by a House of Rep member. Um, and then we've now also gotten communications that... Um, I'm just trying to get this House of Rep's member's name. Um, because that was um, earlier this year. Yes, so there was a bill sponsored by a senator actually representing Lagos East Centurial Dis District in the National Assembly, Senator Mukail Aditukumba Abiru. Um, and then subsequently, the NCC has put forward 
you know, some information saying that a bill, you know, that this is the bill. So we don't even know which one. And this has been one of the things that has plagued um, this copyright bill because there are always several versions of the bill moving in different, you know, at different stages um, in, in, the, in the National Assembly. So right now, honestly, I cannot tell you when I think it will be passed because we're again having this confusion where there are several copies of the bill, you know, moving around at the National Assembly pretty much at the same time. Okay, well, that's a, a big country with big um, complexities, but we're, we always survive. Um, yeah, so, so uh, Chingwe, can, can you also share um, some, some thoughts around this, um, especially when you look at um, maybe copyright, similar copyright bills in other countries? Do you, do you think that um, what we have right now, depending on the version we know, kind of sits within um, the scope of what would help really grow um, the, the 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 economy or kind of really give give uh, juice to that space. Um, I think that's a great question because one of the things that people may not realize is that you know intellectual property is um, nation specific, and so a lot of times you find that. The strongest, the strongest jurisdictions with the strongest laws, especially the ones that are um, creator-friendly and and entertainment industry-friendly, uh, seem to have the stronger industries. So a lot of people will think of the U.S., for example, is a country that has quite strong and quite robust, um, you know, intellectual property laws, and you can see the result in that since they have dominated many of the entertainment spaces for quite some time. Um, I think that the challenge that um, such a bill that Nigeria has, um, the, the, the current copyright uh, draft will have is the, the gap between the understanding of the drafters and the, the everyday reality of the creators themselves. I'll give the example of the most recent, um, the CASE Act, which is the copyright, um, the Copyright Small Claims Act, which was passed in 2020 in the US. And it's essentially establishing a small claims court for copyright disputes. And this is actually quite, um, you know, a, a significant improvement because one of the challenges that creators have is enforcement and the cost of enforcement. Um, to bring an attorney to file a copyright um, lawsuit against a um, infringer can cost, you know, the average creator thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. And truth be told, most small, even medium. Um, creative businesses don't have the funds to do that. So when you're faced with an industry that is plagued with piracy, you have to think about what are the mechanisms you need to put in place to ensure that these small businesses can actually enforce their rights. So a, a, a system or a program like this makes it a lot easier for, you know, creatives to levy, um, you know, challenges against infringers and actually have these kind of copyrights hold a stronger, um, you know, place in the marketplace. Uh, if you just file a copyright and, you know, you have a, a, a nice piece of paper and you can't 
uh, do anything to enforce it um, on the small level, you end up leaving a lot of dollars on the table or Naira in this case on the table. So I think that one of the challenges that we'll find is even with a revised copyright bill, um, you know, you have to think about how can you ensure that enforcement is accessible, even for those who are starting out and not just for those who have the money to take it to um, your traditional court system. And we know, you know, how burdened um, the Nigerian court system is with all the, the various, um, you know, cases. So you can just imagine what would happen if the entire entertainment industry were actually to enforce um, you know, their, their copyright. So I think that's definitely one thing I would say that you have to really consider the realities of the people on the ground and um, why they would even want to take advantage of an amended copyright bill if they're not able to really see the benefit uh, in, the day, in their day-to-day -day business um, activities. Thanks a lot, So you have spoken to some aspect of um, the issue around um, a lot of the creatives um, having to sign contracts that um, are really draconian uh, with draconian clauses and that, you know, that really prevent um, their creative or kind of hin just hinder their uh, creative potential and, and really serve um, only the people who are um, really going to gain from it, not the creatives themselves. Um, so, so what are your thoughts around the creation of an arm of the Nigerian Copyright um, Commission that would perform uh, a kind of contract reviews to ensure that the best contractual terms and conditions for creatives like um, what the NOTAB does, for instance, with the technology transfer agreement um, would would pretend? Uh, so, how do you see um, that that arm of uh, of the Copyright Commission, do you think it's feasible? Do you think it's feasible to have something like that? And, and also, um, what are your thoughts and recommendations on what um, you, you you imagine would you know be an alternative, just in case that is not um, you know what you think? I mean, I'm asking like a what I call the triple barrel question. And lastly, um, <laughs> is there anything else we can do really to educate creatives about? The intellectual property rights you know because again uh, you know you see a lot of things out there and uh, there was this story i'm not sure if you if i even got that story from you about someone who had um was you know putting a lot of stuff on youtube um, um some uh cooking project and, and stuff like that and and she was doing it so happily and cheerily in a sense and then someone else went and you know did a book Somewhere. I, I kind of think I got that story from you uh, in Canada or something and then the other person made money and she just lost out completely and there was nothing to protect. So um, to, so just to um, back to the issue, what do you, what do you think would be um, a great uh, idea in terms of you know what we should do uh, in, 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 in improving the, 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 the space and improving the um, the the lot of the creative uh, the creatives in Nigeria and the possibility of having an arm of the the commission perform contract reviews like uh, what Nutab is currently doing. Um, you're right. It's it's a multi multi step question. Um, and I think I'll, I'll take it in in chunks. So I think the first, you know, assuming that the enforcement mechanisms are accessible. 
um, the next thing that you really consider is, okay, to, to facilitate that kind of contract review um, would, would be costly, right? You'd have to not only train, but also man um, that arm with significant a uh, significant number of attorneys, right? Absolutely. Who would be able to um, handle the influx. Because I'll tell you as an attorney that reviews contracts um, for this industry, there's a huge demand for affordable legal services specifically for contract review, mainly because a lot of the creatives, especially when they're starting out, don't have the funds to hire a lawyer. So they're completely in the dark about what is standard, what's a standard term, what can be negotiated, what cannot be negotiated. And they're facing pages and pages and pages of boiler, boilerplate language in a lot of times. So. Of course, you would actually see, I, I feel this is probably one of the services that if it were known, you would actually see a significant demand. So, you know, such a such an arm would have to be prepared for that demand. And I, I honestly don't know if there is that kind of, um, you know, money in the budget to, to sort of absorb that. The second thing I would say is in the event that such an arm could not be funded, I think it's vitally important that there is, um, you know, development in the legal industry in Nigeria so that attorneys who want to support um, this industry can actually learn, um, you know, the the what is standard, um, what is expect, what is expected, what is acceptable so that they can appropriately serve um you know their clients because you still have the the fact that you know it's i don't know that there are that many entertainment attorneys or attorneys that understand ip to the level that you know you have um attorneys at every possible level then the last thing i would say is and one thing that i'm actually seeing in the us which makes me quite happy is there's an increase in legal clinics at law schools so that's actually another way that people who, you know, typically don't have access to the funds can still access um, those resources. So you can imagine law schools in Nigeria having specific clinics where up and coming attorneys are being trained in this space and also are able to practice under the supervision of experienced attorneys so that one, the creatives themselves can have access to these services, and two, the attorneys that are coming out of these law schools have some hands-on experience. So I, I feel like it's going to be kind of a combination of private sector, public sector for that kind of service to really work. Certainly it's you know very helpful if the government can um, set up that kind of arm, but just because of the demand that I anticipate would exist, you'd probably want to balance that with a number of skilled practitioners who can offer those services um, at different levels. Um, there was one more question you asked. Oh, oh, okay. So the, the mechanism, um, you gave the example of the woman whose content was stolen in Canada. So I think that highlights another uh, aspect, which is the national and regional nature of, international, of um, intellectual property. We have a variety of treaties, um, you know, in the world that deal with intellectual property, but there is no universal IP, um, you know, law that says 
if you are in one nation and the infringers in, in another nation, you know, this is how you do it. Typically, these are, you know, either dealt with by jurisdictional ch challenges at the litigation level or um, contractual, um, you know, obligations in the agreements that you sign. So I, I think that it's important that creators understand the risks associated with um, you know, creating and publicizing things on the internet. And I think that for now, there may need to be contractual clauses that creators can include in their um, releases or terms of use that they put on their plat on the platforms or um, you know the the digital products that they sell that can allow them alternative ways to address infringement where someone is in another jurisdiction because otherwise you know you have to go and fight the battle in another country which can be quite difficult so i think that this highlights one of the reasons that you know we need a very robust copyright bill but also creatives and seasoned practitioners who can think creatively about how to use the law um, both nationally and internationally to help creatives. And I think over time, these kinds of clauses, these kinds of strategies can be um, used by other creatives who, you know, learn about them um, to, to reduce the amount of, um, you know, infringement like that. So those, those would be some of my suggestions. All right, great. So, so what I hear from you is clearly, uh, you know, there is a lot out there. They have, they have, the the harvest is plenty. The laborers are very few. Um, there are some creative work, you know, going around in terms of, you know, even how you're um, meeting the needs. Um, so, like for instance, things like the legal clinics, you know, as a, you know, coming up in the in the US. I, I think that's really, um, that's really something we should think about. Thanks so much, you and um, you know, like I, I, I said, we're unfortunately running out of time. But I I see that we we there's quite a lot that has to be discussed in the area of uh, the the copyright bill, and eventually when it uh, we, we eventually have it, uh, we we we're saying it must have um, areas that must um, look at. Uh, beyond just setting the bill, but also the enforcement across all sectors, across all um, uh, stakeholder um, uh, groups, including institutions uh, beyond the NCC, um, you know, itself, and and, and all um, stakeholders that would have um, a voice into 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 the space. Uh, we are also considering issues around building capacity, uh, both for the NCC and also to build a team of. Uh, uh, entertainment and media experts who would, you know, um, support the growing need to 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 support the creative the creatives themselves to to have uh, what what the, the need in terms of having their their rights and really having value for for their their their, their work. And also we have looked at uh, you know the role of the digital platforms and and the, the fact that they need to be more responsible and that whatever. Um, bill that we have uh, would would be a, a very proactive across border type bill that would you know speak to not the now but also the future and also would um, see uh, you know the, the 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 growing need of the creative industry um, 
beyond uh, the shores of this of this country. So uh, uh, to summarize, really, I, I see a situation. Uh, usually, you should do the summary, and always, I always ask my my um, the people who come on this show to to share their thoughts about what the future would look like for um, the space with the um, the copyright bill, um, but. You know, I, I will do this. I will do this today. So, from what I see and sense and hear from you, I see a situation where uh, this would be a thriving space. Should we have uh, the bill uh, set in the way and manner and the perspectives that you have just shared? So, I would really once again thank you for making our time. And I know this is not the end of this conversation. I know that. Uh, we're going to be having an event where um, both the Punuka Chamber and our Hanley firm would be speaking to a lot of things. Um, you know, uh, we're going to be working together on a project uh, which would be a united conference, uh, you know, sometime in November. So I would ask the audience and people to stay tuned. So thank you everyone for listening and join us next time. Again, um, same time on the 10th of August. Thank you. <laughs>